You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. My name is Mike Lunsford, and we have a very special episode of GGR Pirate Radio for you this evening. Uh, joining me for this very special episode, uh, I have in the co-host seat, uh, you know him, you love him, his name is MC Brooks. What up, what up? We've also got a uh, new GGR contributor, um, sports expert, um, teacher, father, all of those wonderful things that he is. His name is Paul Kraft. Hey, hey, hey. I almost wonder if, like, now we've got an MC, do we need to have a PC now, too? MC and PC? <laughs> Needs to be a thing, probably. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. It's, it's still early in the game here. Um, but why is this episode so special, you might be asking yourself. Well, we've got a very special guest uh, this evening. Uh, we've talked at great length on this podcast about the Washington football team and the disparaging name that they carry as their nickname as their moniker that everybody knows them as and how i mean we've been we've been singing this song for a few years now it needs to change i think that we're not the only ones that feel that way um in fact if you've been watching the news a lot of people feel that way and there is some serious steam that has been gained in this change the name campaign there's a guy who's been fighting this fight for a number of years now in fact you can see him at FedEx Field a lot of times um, with the organization that he is part of. It's called Rebrand Washington Football. Uh, we're lucky enough to have him on the podcast today. Uh, his name is Ian Washburn. Ian, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course, man. It was. I'm just glad that we were able to get a, get a hold of you because uh, you are a busy dude. Um, because right now, your hard work that you've been putting out in front of FedEx Field the last six years, seven years now. I mean, it's fine. You're, you're seeing it. It's happening. Like, it's going to change. The name is going to change. Like, how are you feeling right now about all of this, that, that you're finally starting to see some traction with the work that you guys have been doing? Um, yes. The battle's been going on for about 50 years. And as fans, we just joined recently, only about eight years ago, into this movement. And, you know, really it's been the indigenous women who have led this battle all along that have gone into battle the scoreboard, school boards, rather, and uh, places like that where they've had mascots where they've had to change the names, where native kids have gone to school and lived under 
hostile mascots. So really that's who's been driving this movement for 50 years. And it's only been in the last decade or so that there's really been any noticeable movement from the fan base. Well, and, and that's one of the things that um, I was, was curious about with this too, because I mean, your, your story in this is not like, you're not a newcomer to this whole like fandom. This is not something new to you. You've been, you've been a fan of the, of the football team for quite some time now, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Grew up a very fortunate season ticket holder, uh, third generation legacy. So got to go to a lot of great games at RFK during Gibbs 1.0. And of course, all through the years at FedEx, but I actually stopped going in 2014. I made a decision uh, to no longer go to the place and I've held to it. But, uh, you know, the activism doesn't necessarily mean you have to show up at games. Right. Yeah, very, very true. Um, so what I want to do is I want, I want to ask you one more question here, and then I'm going to let the rest of my guys uh, ask you some questions here too. But, like, was, was there, like, was there that key moment where you were just like, dude, I know for a fact that this is wrong and that this needs to change and I got to do something about it? Was there, like, that moment in your brain where you were like, I, I got to do something about this because I can't keep – um, supporting this team with its current nickname? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was RG3 twisted on the turf in that playoff game in 2013 against Seattle mm. because you knew right then and there that that was kind of just such a dead end point for this franchise. The name problem had been in my mind for years, and I was actually attending that game with my godson at the time. It was 11. And after that game, I just realized, you know what? He's never going to have what I had <laughs> growing up during the Gibbs years at RFK. Why am I trying to push this on him anymore? And I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. We'll still, you know, we'll go to games, but we're not going to be R-word fans. You know, we're going to be Washington football fans. Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, that's – I think a lot of us felt the same way. Uh, MC, go ahead, man. Sure. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show, Ian. Um, so you. as you, as you know, as a lifelong fan, you know, we are a passionate fan base, I, I guess is the word I, I used to describe the, the fan base here. What, what was the reaction like when you first initially began, uh, you know, once your attitude changed towards the team name and logo, what was the reaction like from your fellow, uh, friends who are also fans and perhaps even family members who are also fans of the team? Um, you know, by 2013, at that point, I was in my mid-30s, and most of my friends were who had grown up fans were all kind of doing their own thing and weren't ex as passionate as they once were. So from my initial friends, not you know, it wasn't not too drastic. I didn't really get into it deep with people because I just a lot of times just didn't feel like it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really face all that much hostility locally. Yeah, I am very fortunate for that. But, um, you know, my family still – likes to use the R word and still calls them that. And it's hard for them to adjust. But I long time ago said no more. We got to move forward if we're going to ever get this right. Was there any point when all of this was going on when yeah, I don't want to say give up, but you were just like, maybe I shouldn't be pushing as hard as I am because like MC and I both noted, because we read the article last night that you sent me and um, we both noticed that you were in the extreme skins um, message Ooh. board. And that is like, that is that is a rough place to go. <laughs> like yeah. if you have if you have anything to say that's not like, you know, HTT that letter, like anything that's not like pro Washington football, like you get roasted pretty hard. And they say some pretty harsh things, man. Like was there any point where you're just like, you know what, I'm just not I'm not gonna keep doing this. I'm it's just not worth worth this effort that I'm putting in. 
Well, let me tell you about the thing about extreme skins. When it evolved in the early to mid 2000s with the return of Gibbs, if you remember kind of where we were then, we didn't yet have Twitter. Uh, the message boards were places where people of like minds got together. So this extreme fan group of tailgaters started getting together, you know, for every home game. They started doing road games everywhere. Um, and it was just a lot of fun in the mid, early to mid to late 2000s to be on extreme skins. Uh, you know, as times changed and people evolved and I moved away from the name, I lost interest in going to the tailgates. But uh, also the board just got kind of outdated and people went elsewhere for media. But yes, at the time when I first started bringing this up at Extreme Skins, people were pretty pissed off and I wasn't a popular character around there. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, go ahead, man. I know you had a question too. Um, yeah, I was kind of curious as, in terms of, um, you know, we've, got, we've gotten the, the slant from Snyder and his camp, but um, as you've gone kind of out boots on the ground with the movement, like what's the research you found kind of behind this, uh, behind the movement and like what's, what research do you kind of have um, supporting the, the name change outside of, you know, from other than the last like a uh, couple days where we've seen big sponsors pull, you know, prior to that when it was largely just like a, a movement, uh, what's the, what kind of research did you find? Um, well, typically where these battles are most commonly fought is at high schools, you know, on the local level around the country, there's still 2000 high schools left in the U S that have native American themed mascots, but their numbers are shrinking certainly lately and they've been changing for the last 50 years. Um, generally what I find is the scientific research shows that these mascots are harmful to Native American children. Now, before you laugh, what these mascots do is create racial caricatures that demean, you know, belittle, they dismiss Native American students. When they see themselves represented as a cartoon character or a mascot at their school, it doesn't do wonders for them psychologically. In fact, it is harmful. Yeah, and like that's, I, I want to tie it in with a story that, that really relates to that too, because if um, we were talking about RG3 before, when he made his comeback to the field with Washington and they told him, hey, don't come back on the field, man. You probably need a year, you know, to rest and, and, and rehab. And he was like, no, nah, I'm playing. And that ja Jaguars game where he separated his ankle, um, that, that game actually, they were, the Daily Show from Comedy Central was there filming with a Native American comedy troupe called the 1491s. And they talked about- I'm familiar, about, I love their work. <laughs> I, I do too, yeah. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of the stuff that they do. And one of the things that they did was they basically recorded their interactions with fans. They're walking around, obviously Native American with the, the clothes that they're wearing and the things like that. One of the guys had a shirt that said Caucasians, which is like hilarious by the way. Um, but like uh, a white woman got really upset about him wearing that shirt and like got in his face and was like yelling and screaming and like trying to fight him. And like the irony of that, like never escaped me. I was like, you're going to sit there and you're going to defend the name of this team, say that it's honoring and like that it's, it's heritage and all this other nonsense, but then you're going to flip out about stuff like that. But like people yelling things at them, like, Hey, thanks for letting us borrow your name. Things like that. It just like, I just remember feeling disgusted, like feeling sick to my stomach. I was like, how can you act like this to a person? And, but like you said, it literally makes, it, it makes Native Americans look like they're not real, that they're a cartoon, that they're mm -hmm. not somebody that need to be respected. And when you saw some random white person get mad at him for wearing a Caucasian shirt, it's a perfect example of like what happens with that. And it's just, I think if there was a turning point, it was like right around that time. I was just like, I can't keep supporting this team if this is the way that 
like, because that's my peer group, you know, other Washington football fans. If those are my peers, then I don't want to be in this group. Uh, I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and related, like, kind of like related to the game day experience. I think we had talked about this last night. Um, you know, I was fortunate to travel around the league and go visit, you know, other cities. And I can tell you that all of them were better than this one with the game day experience, the stadium and everything else. And it just seemed like there was less hostility than you find at FedEx Field. And I yeah. think some of that hostility in Landover is fueled not, a, not just by the losing, of course, but also the mascot. It's mm -hmm. just... <laughs> It's it's a thing basically. Like it's it really has become an ugly, like to the point where like if somebody asks you like, hey, who's your fo favorite football team? You almost don't even want to tell them. Right. You should be like, oh, I don't I don't watch football. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's become. I used a to thing. say lo the local team. Yeah, the local team. And then be talking about the divas. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> exactly. The best the best football team in DC right now. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, maybe if the defenders' uh, rights are up for sale, they they could rebrand the defenders. It seems like that could work. <laughs> you know, that, that is true. The, and somebody owns the 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 name and all of the equipment and all of the history of the Washington Valor, and it was like five thousand dollars to purchase that. So, I mean, Snyder's got deep pockets, man. Maybe you should just buy that. <laughs> we can just be the Washington Valor. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Anything that's not a racial Exactly, right? Like it, it's it's so silly that we have to explain this and that people and we talked about this on our on another episode of our podcast. I just I don't understand why people get so upset about about this name as far as like trying to change it. Uh, like, oh, it's right. honoring them. Like, no, it's not. And they'll defend it and they'll find fake news stories. They'll find that um there was that poll that was done. Um, I want to say it was like 2012. Maybe it might have even been earlier than that. No, it was uh, 2013. Because if, if I remember correctly, it was the same year that Snyder also made the we will never change the name. You can put it in all caps uh, statement that's been yeah. uh, floating around this franchise the last couple yeah. of years. It, basically, they used false, like, false data. And like they would ask somebody, like, do you, do you identify as a Native American? And like half of it were like, like random white people from Pennsylvania and they were like, are you offended by the name? <laughs> well, no, I'm not offended by it. And it just like, it, you literally have to cheat to prove that your thing's not racist. And it's, it's just disgusting. Like, is there, when it comes to this, um, Ian, is there, is there a line for you where it's like, this is, this is the minimum that has to be done for this to be respectful. Or is there like just any name change is okay? Like, is the logo, like the logo on the side of the helmet, is that acceptable? That's, I think a lot of people don't understand what is and what isn't acceptable when it comes to that. Is it all Native American imagery needs to stop? The name itself needs to stop? Ian, you still there? <laughs> oh, he's, on, he's, he's on mute. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry, guys. It's all <laughs> misappropriated culture that's been stolen and repurposed for our own purposes as sports fans. It doesn't represent Native Americans. There's more than 570 some tribes that speak hundreds of different languages. Our mascots are so oversimplified. It, it's ridiculous. I agree. And it's, it's fun. It's funny, too, because in, in the conversations I've had with fans of the team, both in person and on various uh, platforms like Facebook and and Twitter is they'll they'll off they'll always cite these really flawed polls 
um, saying, you know, oh, saying, you know, exactly uh, what you were referencing, Mike, like, oh, uh, 90% don't find the name offensive, you know, or the, 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 the ever so classic, well, how does changing the name help Native Americans when there are much bigger issues to worry about than, than the name? And it's like, if we're going to fight, if we're going to, if we're, if we're truly interested in fighting oppression in this country, then we, we have to do it in all forms. Like, are there much larger issues? Sure. But that doesn't mean that the name and the logo of not only this team needs to change, but but all of them need to change. Yeah, and, Cleveland, Kansas City, yeah, and, like yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I, I did think um, Cleveland issuing that statement a couple of days ago also uh, also kind of took the idea off the table of just being able to rebrand at a quote less offensive uh, Native American type of type of name or imagery, and I think with Cleveland. Uh, making that decision. I mean, they were already getting rid of Chief Wahoo, but making the uh, making the statement of potentially getting rid of just the, the term Indian, uh, their their uh, team name Indian. Um, I, th I think that kind of also shifted some gears too, as far as what they could potentially be doing. Because I feel like it. In if Bruce were still here, what we'd be looking at would be some kind of half-assed rebrand where let's say they would use the name warriors but they would still keep a lot of the like imagery and themes yeah. around the team whereas i think with with what's going to happen now is they're just i mean adam Schefter reported this earlier that they're just going away from native american imagery altogether yeah from what i was saying they are going to keep the burgundy and gold but they will completely get rid of all uh native imagery um altogether um ian let me ask you so far from the, the various names that you've seen put out there as possibilities, is there one that is like your favorite or are you just like, I don't care as long as it's not anything native? Yeah. Anything non-native related is just almost got to be an improvement by proxy. Um, I don't really want to root for a new name until we have an understanding of why this name needs to be changed. And the fact that there's still all this talk, of keeping a native theme mascot just changing the name to warriors it doesn't work you're not solving the problem the toxicity is still there uh you got to just completely move away from any and all native american themes that's the only cure to this cancer yeah it was it was one of those things like i'm a big history buff and i think that was another thing that really sold it to me i i mentioned to you uh, when we were having our conversation last night that my uncle was a u.s marshal for native american affairs and i got to go on a reservation and i got to meet um some native american people and i was young i was 13 and i remember asking them about the team name and, and them saying um the guy looked at me he goes young man it's not a word we use around here and that was enough for it to sink into my brain that this was not something that was innocent and I mean, just in general, like we made treaties, we came on their land, we made treaties, we broke them, we killed and, and just broke every single promise that we could. And then we turned them into a joke of a mascot. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to the, um, the Smithsonian has a museum for the, uh, for the Native American um, in like right there on the mall. And like, there's a whole wing dedicated to this is some of the awful things that we've named and done and products and like these horrible stereotypes that we've done. Um, the, the, I mean, where does the, the question come from this, Ian? The, what I want to know is, is like, 
is this ever going to completely go away? Or is this going to be one of those things where even after a rebrand, we're still going to have to remind people who are wearing um, the old stuff, the old logo, the old imagery, hey, that's really not appropriate. You need to get rid of that. Or is it just going to be a fight that we're just going to have to continue forever? Well, hey, it's going to be going for a while, but I think first you got to just completely rebrand rather than try to cling on to any of the past. Just, you know, let it go. Start moving forward with new merch, you know, a new theme, new traditions. And, you know, I think there should be compensation in the sense that the team should be training against mascots for the next 10 years. You know, they should, I feel like they should help schools and everything mm -hmm. as far as correcting this problem for the, you know, 80 plus years that they, you know, were mascots. Yeah, and it's, it's funny too because uh, there was a story, and I sent this to Mike earlier, that uh, that foundation that Dan Snyder uh, uh, formed in, in I think 2014 that was seemingly supposed to to uh, uh, specifically go towards Native American causes, as of last year, had no money that was going towards any of the causes that they were seemingly trying to champion five or six years ago. Yeah, I mean, even that one tribe in Arizona was saying, like, um, we're not taking a blank check. We know blood money when we see it. And I was mm -hmm. like, damn, like, they're not they're not being fooled on this at all. Um, Paul, man, you got uh, any more questions for Ian? Uh, let's see. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. Like, one of the reasons I wore the bullets hat was on purpose, you know, because in the total kind of the idea of the total rebrand, of course, that was – you know, not even a, a people group, you know, the reasoning necess necessarily why that name changed. But then, of course, to go to the totally, you know, crazy, you know, totally opposite kind of spectrum. I, I was going to ask kind of that, that same similar question, where do you think we should go with that? Um, so are you, you so is, is there, I guess, fire around keeping the color scheme or going with kind of everybody's kind of red, white, and blue now, except for the football team. Um, what do you think there's, are the chances that that can also change as well, that we get all four teams red, white, and blue since there's only one holdout and they're undergoing a facelift, hopefully? I, I agree. Like just Let's go ahead and completely do it. While, while it's being done anyway, you know, the color scheme can go with it. I mean, I love the burgundy and gold, and it's hard to find color schemes. But ultimately, the reason why most Native-themed teams have red is because of Native Americans, you know, because of skin tones. Uh, like, burgundy and gold is supposed to be matching Native skin tones. That's how this evolved, believe it or not. Ugh. So if it involves wow. changing the colors, like, you know, taking on the D.C. Defenders' unis <laughs> – yeah, it's enough of a red change and a theme change that I think you could pull that off. But as long as you stick with the burgundy and gold, there's still too many remnants to the past. I didn't Correct. even realize that. I didn't, yeah, me either. Wow, that's – damn. <laughs> yeah, no, it needs to be red, white, and blue then. Because um, that was actually – we have a listener um, who's worked with uh, GGR before uh, who wanted to know as well, like, just, just opinion-wise, like, do you think that they should try to make it like a theme sort of thing? Because you've got the nationals, you've got the capitals – like, should we try to theme it around DC or like, do we want something like scary or cool or edgy? Like, just, and this is less like, cause obviously the native thing has to go, but like just preference wise, would you want something that kind of honors DC or just something that's just like as far away from what it was before? Uh, you know, I, I personally would love to get Nike involved. Uh, love, love or hate Nike. They are the kings of rebranding. They've rebranded many schools and franchises successfully. Yeah. And they have the contract with the league as it is. I think you 
put their put their brass to work to come up with something cool, and they'll pull something off. I mean, look what they did with Seattle. Like the Seahawks before were just like kind of ho hum, but they like they they added that like weird font. They have that like reflective tape on the jerseys. They have that like that bright green thing. Like the alternates are pretty ugly, but like yeah, <laughs> I mean you're an Oregon guy, Ian. So like you you put that same kind of thought that they put into the Oregon unis into the Washington football team, man. Like I was I was telling MC earlier that's one of my favorite things about college football is that like not only do you have like alternate jerseys you have alternate helmets you have like 95 different logo combinations it and like I was hoping when Nike took over the NFL contract that that's what they were going to do Washington would be really kind of the great a good test bed for them to really kind of stretch what they can do with some of that stuff I agree I mean it's fertile ground to start over uh, you don't get to do that often with a pro team uh, when they do rebrand completely, another thing is you can't have throwback days. You can't sell yeah. throwback merch. You have to completely move on. You know, your history is going to be full of the imagery and you deal with that accordingly, but you don't produce anything new going forward. You don't make any new media or anything like that containing the name ever again. Yeah. It's gotta be a completely clean break there. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you're, you're a busy guy. So uh, we appreciate that you giving us as much time. Um, as you have this evening, uh, I want to give my, my guys here, like if you guys, uh, MC, Paul, if you guys have any more questions, let's go ahead and ask them and then we'll let uh, Ian go here. And, uh, but also to Ian, I want to give you a chance to really kind of plug um, what you're doing with Rebrand Washington football and kind of tell people where they can find it and how they can help. Um, but MC, Paul, do you guys have any more questions for Ian? I'm good. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I, I do have one. It kind of, it's kind of an, an opinion thing. Um, we've, we've seen, I mean, Dan Snyder is, I think, been uh, collectively known as one of, if not simply the worst owner in all of sports. <laughs> um, Agreed. At least, ne at least neck to neck with uh, James Dolan of the, of the Knicks. Um, <laughs> with, with the potential of a rebrand, uh, do you think it'll, and given his previous comments on, on, uh, on this subject, and the fact that it, it, it seems like all of this, it seems like uh, even though it's been said that uh, they were talking about uh, changing the name as far as a few weeks ago, uh, from a perce uh, the perception seems like all the public pressure and the from the from people from the minority owners uh, wanting wanting out and from retailers uh, refusing to sell merch. Uh, it's, it seems like the perception was this pressure got the name change. So my, my question to you is, with Snyder having the reputation that he has, uh, do you think it's possible for him to potentially uh, save kind of his own image, given his own public stances and given the perception that he's had for all of these years, even if he is seemingly doing the right thing at this point? Uh, he still has time to redeem himself. He could turn this around if he wants to. Uh, you know, he's not that old. He's only in his mid-50s. Uh, question is, will he? And right now we're seeing the same stubbornness out of him that we saw out of George Preston Marshall in the late 50s and early 1960s. And people say that that's extreme to compare the two, but I think over time history will prove that. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really not it's really not extreme at all to compare the two because – uh, Marshall was like adamant about, oh, I'm not integrating my team. There will be no black players on this team. And he was forced by the league to change that. 
And ultimately, who's forcing the name change? It's not Dan Snyder after having like, you know, a, um, a Christmas Carol-esque thing where a bunch of Native American spirits come to visit him and convince him that he's been racist and an asshole the whole time. Like, this has been pressure from the media. This has been pressure from business. This has been the only place that he gives a crap, and that's his bottom line, because now money's being affected. And then we're finding out stories. MC shared this story with me that, like, he's pretty much hated across the league. Like, Goodell mm-hmm. doesn't like him. None of the other owners like him. There was a story a couple of years back when the, um, when the team got hit with a fine for violating the, um, the salary cap that, like, Bruce Allen basically went off on this tirade and yelled and screamed at all the GMs and owners in a meeting. And Dan Snyder just stood there and laughed at, at, at the whole thing. Like nobody likes the team. Nobody likes the owner. <laughs> like at this point, yeah, like, this, the stories are endless with Snyder. No doubt about it. <laughs> I just like, are we ever going to get a decent owner for this team? Like it, it just, I mean, we had Jack Kent cook, you know, God rest his soul, man. But like, uh, we, we, I guess the next, the next owner will maybe be decent fingers crossed, hopefully. But, um, Ian, l- let me give you a chance, man. Cause I know you're, you're a busy dude. Um, tell, tell us where we can find, uh, the rebrand Washington stuff, like how people can help you out with what you're doing, how they can see kind of the stuff that you've been doing, uh, to help change this name. Sure. Um, you know, we can be found at Facebook where rebrand WF and we're on Twitter at rebrand WF Washington, rebrand Washington football. Um, basically what we've done the last five years is we've collected petition signatures. Like we've gone to Metro stops, uh, farmers markets, powwows, you name it, to collect, change the name petitions. And each December we hand deliver those petitions. My partners, RWF and our allies, we go out to the park each December. We hand the petitions to a team, usually a team attorney that shows up to take it. And we just have a ceremony and it gets a little bit bigger every year. And that's just our way of, as fans saying that this name needs to change. And, that's what we really do for activism. Well, that's, and that's awesome too. Like, are there any events that are coming up here that you guys have planned for this? I mean, I know it's difficult with uh, COVID-19 and the, and the quarantines and such. Uh, usually the first Saturday of every December is when we deliver the petitions. We take a bus out there. It's all paid for. The cost is free. Um, we go in the morning. And of course, we do it on a weekend so people can go um that's if anybody ever wants to come to that we're welcome to uh it's always open for anybody that wants to join the more the merrier um so again that's a ways off of course the first saturday in december depending on if how things go with covid but if the name hasn't changed by then or a significant rebrand we're going to be back out there again awesome Uh, again guys this has been ian washburn he is of uh rebrand washington football check him out on twitter check him out on facebook and ian seriously man like uh, applause to you dude this has been a long fight it it seems like we're we're finally getting some hope on this front so um when when we do find out what the name is we'll uh, we'll definitely have to uh, celebrate a little bit together uh all, all washington fans who are interested in uh some common sense changes here to the name don't forget the natives this is this is their fight Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's a really good point too. Yeah. Like it's just going to be very exciting that you can actually share this with other people and not have to like hang your head and be like, yeah, that's my team. You know, and we finally changed it. Hooray. So. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for inviting me. Of course, man. Thanks again for your time. We appreciate you. Okay, Brian, take care.
I think you just called me Brian too. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I, I literally I was did. just saying to myself, I was like, did he just call him Brian? Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> That's cool. That's my new name, Brian. I'm Brian. Hey guys, nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, you, yeah. Go ahead. You know what we should do tomorrow? What? What's that? Tomorrow, we should just me and you should just call you Brian without telling Steve and see if he catches on. <laughs> See if, see if anybody picks up on it um yeah i mean he's a cool dude though man i mean like the fact that he's it was it was nice to have somebody who understands how odd this is for fandom you know like you know we, we you support something as a kid you don't think about it you don't do anything about it because you just don't know and i mean he's essentially in the exact same boat but because it, it's it's rough having somebody from the outside just like look at you with disdain being like, how can you support such a thing? And you're like, well, because I didn't know. Well, how did you not know? Well, I mean, I was a kid. What do you, what do you want from me? And like, especially in this area too, like if you grew up when they were good, cause it wasn't, I mean, it was a thing, but nobody really seemed to pay any attention to it when they're winning Super Bowls. And I think it's the worst part about it. That, that, that makes it even worse in a way, you know, it took them being awful for 20 something years before something changed. Yeah. What? I think it's twofold too, because um, like when I was uh, even before we were going to do this podcast, like when I was just researching in general, just how far back these protests even go, and I mean you can find video and even and 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 uh, articles about people protesting at the the ninety one Super Bowl yeah. or the the was it eighty seven. He said, you, you can, I mean, whenever this team has had kind of like a national platform uh, as far as the game is concerned, you can find people that were, that were protesting. And, and so I think it's, I think it's partially what you said, them being awful, but I also think it's a little bit of with the invention of social media, people who generally haven't had the voice or the platform now got an opportunity to really amplify people from different parts of the country who felt that the name is wrong and wanted to do something about it were actually able to mobilize now because now you can connect with someone who is in Colorado who wants the name change or someone in Minnesota who, who, th- who thinks the name should change. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's, it's, it's about damn time. And I just wonder if we're going to see the same level of commitment to this from these other teams like with the, the with the cleveland's baseball team with with the reigning I, super bowl champions i re- i really think that the indians decided to like they they saw what was happening with uh with with this with uh with uh the skins and literally just decided to get ahead of it like yeah. don't wait don't let what, what's happening to the football team happen to them and then let them come to us they decided to be proactive about it and i think that also factors into why they're getting much more positive news coverage, at least nationally speak nationally. Yeah. Why they're getting much more positive news coverage about them potentially changing their name. The other thing too, is like um, when I think of this, this fight, um, the name change fight, there's one image in particular that is burned into my brain and it's, it's not even, it's not even a Washington football game. It is a, Cleveland baseball game where a guy is in full Native American dress like and I'm not talking about like he is a native is a white dude and he's wearing like the big um, headdress and he's wearing um, 
face paint so that he looks like Chief Wahoo, and there's an actual Native American right across from him, oh, just staring know, at I know, him. I know the image you're talking about. Yeah, like if and, and like the guy dressed in all the makeup and and like the the costumery, like is like hanging his head in shame. And that should tell you everything that you need to know about this stupid fight. This should have been done a long time ago. And we got to stop shitting on Native Americans. And like, that's the image that I have in my head all the time. And the one thing that I wanted to know, and like, maybe we'll have to find somebody who is Native American. Like, it it seems like the, the goal here is no imagery at all. Is that, is that pretty safe to assume? Or is there like the Florida State Seminoles? Is that acceptable? Because they have permission from the tribe. Yes, I was going to say that that that's the only that's the only reason is because they have a relationship with the Seminole tribe, and so they work hand in hand with the Seminole tribe to figure out a way to make sure they're uh, they're respectful and that they're actually honoring the Native Americans. And and it goes beyond football because they 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 they're involved with just Florida State just in general. Um, they they have uh, pretty prominent roles in like their admin boards and everything. So it's not even just limited to football. They're they're like they're perfectly entrenched with the university. And yeah. one of the things that they agreed on was not having a mascot. So like there is no no one in Seminole wear or anything like that that you'll ever see parading around on the side of the field. Yeah. Well, we'll do kind of final thoughts here, um, Paul. What's your, what's your take on all of this, man? Like. Should we just do away with all of it? Or does it need to be a situation where we need to be making sure that we're getting permission? Like, um, I think it's kind of like what I, I guess I was touching on is uh, if we're going to do it, which uh, I'm in favor of doing it, I think we just blow it up. And we uh, we already got everybody kind of, you know, all the other teams in, in certain color scheme, you know, why not just make that this is our, this is DC, you know, it's, it's America, it's a, the capital of America. So the red, white, and blue makes sense, you know? So why don't we just go that route, you know, and, and then just like, like we've talked about, get rid of any of the, anything that's even remotely a slur to anybody, uh, get rid of all the imagery, you know, we'll still have the, like, like was touched on, you know, like we'll still have highlight films and things like that. Just like the bullets, you know, you see, you know, highlights of the bullets but like that's all you see of the bullets when they're showing like old film of them you know it's not there's nothing bullet you know in in the anything to do with the wizards franchise now except for whatever's hanging in the rafters and when you watch a highlight tape and i think that's kind of where you know where we got to go with it to be honest is just to, you blow it all up change all the color schemes people you know will be upset like they were when we ran out the silly wizard guy at the beginning of you know when the wizards <laughs> first changed their name and we had a goofy guy with a wizard hat and, and, and then we had those yeah those bright gold uniforms <laughs> you know like and people were kind of goofy about it at the beginning and that'll happen here even more so because there's there's a lot more history and championships and winning you know with the with the skins that or was ever with the bullets you know i mean they, yeah they won but not quite not to the depth of the of the football team uh, over the history and it's a longer yeah. you know long history so um you know i, I that's my take is just blow it up let's make them red white and blue fit in with the city all the city's themes get them back in the district too man and i think the only route to get them back in the district is uh that 
um, you know, to get them on board with, with the other three teams. They're all in the district. They all got the same color schemes. They all have kind of um, – political is a bad word, but political type names, you yeah. know, and, and uh, you know, get them back in there with that and fit them right back in with everything else. And, and let's put this behind us in the rearview mirror, you know, uh, you know blow it all up and, and move forward. It is, it is kind of the perfect time for all of this too because, like, yeah. new coach, new quarterback – new i mean everything you can rebrand everything because what are we clinging to the 80s the the early 90s that that's about it at this point and that's something that my dad reminded me of too he said you know he's like you because i was born in 82 he's like you only knew them as good when you were a kid he's like i was born in 1953 he's like they were crap until i was like in my 20s he's like they they were garbage all the time they were always bad so like it's, I mean, what are we clinging to at this point? I mean, yeah. the, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl trophies don't go away, but like at least we can do something right for a change. And like that's that's what always bla- like bothered yeah. me about this. And like, God, I had no idea that the color schemes were based on that. I didn't either. That was and like, so that 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 because I was pretty much on board with you know you can keep the colors. But, you know, just change the name and the logo and, and literally everything else. But knowing that kind of puts me in the boat of probably should change the colors too. Or, like, just amend it in some way. I mean, it, Burgundy and Gold is unique in the sense that, you know, I mean, the only other team you could potentially confuse them with is the 49ers and it's still not close. But yeah. knowing what we know now, I mean, I'm pretty on board with, with, with changing the colors. We now I did want to say this earlier. We actually can't do red, white, and blue because we have a division rival a couple yeah. miles up north with you know the exact yeah. same color, the exact same color scheme. And so you could though if your prominent color was red, which I right. which I did just think about because if you think about it, the caps the caps are are red, white, and blue, and right. so are the Rangers. Correct. But the caps use a um a navy blue the rangers use like a different type of blue it's the same thing with the giants the giants use like they don't use like a, a dark like a it's like a royal blue yeah, yeah. if you did yeah. like the caps colors honestly like you like that kind of like brighter red and like that darker blue that I mean that could work but like potentially i mean shit at this point make them pink i don't give a shit like <laughs> <laughs> and the ravens are rocking purple man rocking it good succeeding winning and nobody gives yeah. a shit that it's purple <laughs> exactly nobody's ripping on the ravens to be like oh nice purple uniforms yeah right. our, our all these super bowl, cha- uh, super bowl trophies are laughing right now yeah exactly <laughs> the folk are just full of purple jerseys up there everybody proud to wear that purple jersey exactly yeah, yeah. Still trying to give me a Lamar jersey too. <laughs> still trying. Still yeah. sold out everywhere. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. It's, See, it's, yeah. when was the last time you could say that a Washington football player's jersey was sold out, man? Twenty twelve. Nobody, nobody cares for about the, for yeah. about a year. Yeah. And then twenty thirteen happened, and they were on clearance. You could get them for five dollars. <laughs> yeah. They were oh. they were on clearance. I, I would know because I was I worked at Kmart around that time, and oh, you, they were nice. on clearance. They were on clearance. I remember. Couldn't give those things away, man. Like those those stories that they have um, on ESPN about like where the uh, the Super Bowl loser T shirts go. Somewhere like in Africa, there's just kids wearing RG three jerseys like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Ship them out. Just get them out of here. 
right, guys. On that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this, uh, this special episode. Um, make sure you follow Rebrand Washington Football. They're, they're, they're really doing some awesome work. But there's a lot of other great things that you can follow as well if you want to make sure that you're – you kind of understand the struggle that Native Americans go through when it comes to this sort of thing. So, for instance, I'm going to give you some Twitter accounts that, I, that I've been following uh, lately. Uh, Mike Wise, for instance, is a, uh, a columnist. Um, he used to be a columnist for The Washington Post. He used to write for ESPN. Um, same thing for – he works for WUSA 9 here in D.C., but like he's been a big proponent of the name change uh the national congress of american indians it is um at ncai 1944 um check them out they're all about making sure it says founded in 1944 the national congress of american indians is the oldest largest and most representative american indian and alaskan native organization in the country they are on the forefront of these sorts of issues that natives have to deal with um so definitely check them out um, but as always, too, thank you guys. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining us today, man. I can't wait to do more podcasts with you now that you got all this awesome equipment and you're learning how to record and stuff. Yeah. Um, Excited always, about it, too, for sure. Dude, I can't wait to hear the stuff that you're going to come up with, man. Um, but also, uh, MC Brooks, as always, bud, I appreciate you uh, you being uh, being my co-pilot here on this uh, on this episode of, uh, of, course. of uh, GGR Pirate Radio. But for all you guys out there listening, thank you so much for being part of this journey. And as always, stay safe, make sure you're wearing your masks, and don't be a juice bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!